Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're here to discuss the penultimate episode of season six, episode nine, A Rick and King Mortars Mort, written by Anne Lane, directed by Jacob Hare. This was definitely a play on the Vat of Acid episode. One of my favorite episodes in this series. I'm glad there's a a sort of apology <laughs> for how hard he went after him for calling him out. This was a reminder of the psychological damage that Rick did to Morty and a way of saying, I'm not going to completely change, but I am going to put a little bit more effort into to allowing you your mistakes as well without reducing you to ash (laughs) as far as your self-esteem goes i gave this episode a 9.2 out of 10 wherever you listen to this podcast podbean stitcher apple podcast spotify go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well If you want to send feedback for our finale episode, I can't believe we're already here. Blackercouch at gmail.com. Morty is excited about this pop-up restaurant. Rick has no interest in standing in line to starve over. While in line, his commitment to enjoying the full experience, Morty that is, earns him a sword to succeed the man as the knight of the sun because he really ain't gonna take the free item because he wants to really stand there so that (laughs) he can feel like he's a part of an experience that is rather manufactured in the end I'm with Rick on this one. If there's food and I'm hungry, I'm going to just go with the food option. I'm not going to sacrifice my time (laughs) for something that has a lot of excitement around it. But what does that even matter? Rick tells him when he's offered the sword Oh, don't do it. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's got to go chase his wieners, though. They're trying to escape. (laughs) Well, at first, you know, Morty thinks maybe, you know, it's not a great idea to simply accept a sword that I didn't want. But he's peer pressured into it, despite not getting the solid answers on exactly what a protector of helios exactly entails is this just a free sword (laughs) no i'm taking the sword little bitch the initial lesson of this episode is don't allow people to talk you into something that you don't know what it is that they're talking you into and don't allow other people to think that it make you feel like it's a big deal or that you want to or that you're going to miss out on something if you if you listen to your instincts 
Uh, after impaling himself, Rick exclaims the the knight that he took the sword from. God damn it, Morty, you took the sword. So boring. Oh, like you're not at this point, you drunk, cranky fuck. Nigga, 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 nigga. I'm 200% nigga. I like to see that Morty can give as well as take. He ran out of patience with Grandpa's shit. But to be fair, Morty, you're 14 and he's 50. Maybe not the best person to imagine sharing all of your enthusiasm for the things that is generations above or past even thinking to impress upon this person. After Morty is sucked to the son Helios with his new mate, Rick learns the truth that the pop-up pays people to stand in line to drum up business. And he's like, I knew it. That's why. That's why. I do not be like, oh, what's what's are they standing in line for? Shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what has what sounds good and has the shortest line? Sir Mortaniel is greeted on Helios with a song. And told he's not debris from the hotness that is the sun because he's protected under their powers that make them indestructible and immortal, but not in the vampiric depressing way where you want to die. They actually can die whenever they want and leave, though Morty was down with never seeing his family again. They all bow to the king who tells him that they are admired as gods across the universe because they keep the solar scepter safe around which revolves around all worlds morty said sign me the fuck up <laughs> good shit good shit that's some good shit right there right there he's all down for it him and two others in front of the crowd until he's told he has to chop off his penis and toss it into the sun a sacrifice he is not willing to make for the exchange, which is ironic because historically eunuchs were some of the most powerful influences in history and across time and held positions of power and wealth so that he was not willing to make that sacrifice <laughs> to be a part of the highest order just tells us a lot about what people are willing to do and aren't willing to do rick shows up shocked that this is a real place telling him well then when they said how are you not burnt to a crisp uh science clearly something that isn't a conception here before realizing the snippy situation that morty is in Come on, Junebug, I won't rub your face in this one. I guess you're feeling pretty stupid. The king won't let them leave, though. He challenges Morty to combat. Something that Rick tells him he's just gonna have to do. So he gives him a sword that's already watched Blade and loved it. So his skills aren't really necessary to defeat the king. Upon besting him, however, the king resigns, handing the crown to Morty as well as the scepter, telling him to protect it always. He's like, I don't want to, before he jumps into the vat of fire, or did he evaporate into fire? I couldn't tell. Or at least I don't remember. 
how can he be a king without even having to be a knight <laughs> apparently the scrolls don't got nothing to say about this morty's first command as king is to go on vacation and tells them he'll visit on sundays sundays <laughs> or maybe in another week but if not that week maybe sometime in the future before leaving morty waits for rick to be himself but says calling him out as boring was a good thing and he agrees to be 22 percent more agreeable to him regarding his one adventure he'll see the difference even though he doesn't want to understand that the percentage of abusing him will still be higher his loyal servants or knights have followed him to his home and continue to be a nuisance and since he does want them he doesn't want them killing themselves he suffers their their singing at the dinner table which he thought was cool a day ago then he realizes that their entire culture is built on a misconception of what the solar system is so he draws it down on a graph saying that the reality is they cut off their penises for no reason fucks this night shit <laughs> one dude said query i just searched your your computer for despair <laughs> where can i get this heroin Morty to the family to congratulate him or explain to them that he destroyed his first planetary religion to which they're proud but unfortunately they were celebrating too early as the sun begins to explode seeing as the knights banded banding together actually kept a whole group of alliances and treaties together as well and now they find themselves in bad situation so does the one knight who realizes that all of the other knights disbanded while he was pooping of course there is a religious analogy of current times where people feel with the disbanding of religion there's going to be a rise in chaos and that religion is kind of a universal morality scale in which the masses still adhere to but i do i will say that i feel as if in european society that's becoming a lot less prevalent as it is in in uh american society morty goes to pluto with rick remarking it isn't unnatural other life would develop and maybe we all have a common ancestor before they interrupt the meeting via fireworks it's all you buddy the king of the sun who's asked about his knights to keep order says look um 
about those nights a witch shows up cutting him off saying that they abandoned their post i see it in the bones damn the bones nailed it so you have spaceships and magic ladies science and religion he wants to know without reading all the books huh what would it take to settle things he's called out as illegitimate when he calls the earl of earth santa to be fair he's dressed up a little similarly he thinks producing the scepter as proof as proof would help what what the fuck he goes i know i know this should be on the sun <laughs> he's like no motherfucker whoever takes that scepter has the power so they all go after him he dropped it and left allowing them to massacre themselves over who's going to rule starting a solar war attempts to make him feel better like well you know you did you did the best you could the scepter switches many hands and venus being on top incorporates new technological weapons against their foes other successors follow with the cycle continuing rick is doing everything he can to keep the disaster from hitting earth that is protected by a shield morty suggests that they simply jump universes but rick tells them look buddy we're trying this commitment thing so maybe we can put our heads together to figure this out he said here's an idea fuck you whoa calm down jamal don't pull out the nine (laughs) morty thinks that this is all an elaborate lesson uh to teach him about his poor choices rick admits okay look i've been a dick in the past and i'm sorry that you feel that that's exactly what i'm doing again to you in this situation but i'm just trying to do right by you morty apologizes and comes up with the idea to reillusion the light the nights that he disillusioned he finds them harold heroined up in a shack unable to od making a deal to cut his penis off because that's what traditions are doing things for no reason in the bathroom he was sobbing his eyes out over his sacrifice and seeing him step up rick congratulates him and tells him look i got you dog i ain't gonna let you i ain't gonna let them take your penis we're gonna make your dick so fake peace is brought back to the solar system once the knights return but they are still testing morty's commitment on snipping his dick off i wonder who's the person that picked up his fake penis (laughs) that gelatinous this thing went down the stairs i know someone had to pick it up he's able to pass two machines but not the witch so they give him the, the the scissors rick telep- uh, telepathically tells him to run and morty wonders why he couldn't just say that why he needed to implant nanotech in his brain because <laughs> he just thought it was cool he tells him that he's proud of him and he didn't want to have to do this but morty says it's okay 
It says, I love you, Rick. And Rick says, I love you too. Before they jump into a vat of, well, not of acid, but of, of, of sunfire. <laughs> it's clearly a reference of the vat of uh, acid because they faked their own deaths. His sacrifice, however, did convince everyone to place into law the need not to cut off their dicks. Rick and Morty risk coming back to see if their plan worked, which it did. Even though Morty said this is a little risky, what if someone recognizes him, which exactly happens. And Morty said, look, you could go out and tell everyone if you want, but the consequences are you're going to be cutting off your dick again. And that is how we end the episode. Uh, there was an after credit scene where the the guy that was selling the hot dogs apparently were illegally trafficking them. <laughs> and the police shut them down and then they went and found the others that were being held and then they released them back into the ocean only for the man to be the one taken by a bigger predator because that's just how the world works (laughs) i i didn't think too hard on that analogy we have feedback let's hop into the mailbag Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am back to give my feedback for another episode of Rick and Morty. This one's episode nine, sadly, the penultimate episode of season six. I wasn't aware of how many episodes was in the season. You might have mentioned it when we started it, but I didn't remember. So I was like, holy shit, there's only one more episode left. And sadly, I did not, was not able to give feedback for episode eight because I was out of town and behind on things. So, but I'm back. Yes, I'm back for episode nine. Um, Yes, and this one, per usual, I enjoyed it. You know, here's the thing about Rick and Morty. Sometimes I feel like I am... like this show is too too intelligent for my brain so i did try to watch it friday evening and then of course i mean i was tired had a long long week of work uh some days i worked 12 hours some days just a long week um worked a lot and so i for some reason and i've said this before that i try to that i'm have a hard time like Fridays, my brain is tired. My brain's just tired. It's fried from the whole week of dealing with all the things I got to deal with, and decisions that have to be made, assessing and reading and it's just talking and all that stuff. And for an introvert, as you know, Christina, that takes a toll. Just, you know, in the field that I'm in, dealing with people as an introvert, even though I love my job, I have 
big, a huge passion for my job and what I do. But at the same time, it does take its toll. It is draining, um, having to be on, dealing with people, taking phone calls, having people come to you with issues, concerns, day in, day out. So by the time Friday comes, I am so drained and the weekend is just, you know, a lot of times I'm a hermit on the weekend and I don't go anywhere. Um, sometimes I have to. Thankfully, with all my kids being, you know, on their own, I don't have to, I'm I'm not required to do much on the weekends, whereas before I did, you know, um, go shopping, it's all that stuff. So I'm just, I'm, I'm say all that to say, I've said before, you know, when Friday comes around, my brain is just so shot. And so I don't know why I decided that I'm going to watch. Re- I mean, I want it. I know why I want it a laugh. I needed a little decompression from the week. But at the same time, I was so tired in the types of topics that were going on in this episode. Just, you know, my brain just knew, but at the same time, didn't it wasn't catching on. Um, so I watched it again today, which is Saturday, and I mean, I grasped it a little bit more, but I'm sure some things still went over my head. This is okay. It happens. I watched this. I watched TV for the joy and the fun, and I enjoyed this episode. It was funny. It was clever and all that good stuff. And for me, it it went along the lines of, you know, how we conform to societal norms, you know, it's kind of a play on that, you know, how people, you know, tend to conform to things, even when they don't. And you've talked about this a lot, too. And I've talked about this uh, with another friend of mine about this, this, this need sometimes or just this willingness to just go along with the status quo, with what everyone else is doing, instead of questioning things, looking into things, finding out why exactly we do what we do, why why is this? Just like um, Morty had said at one point about, you know, the point of tradition is to do things for no reason. I mean, that's basically it. Like, why are we doing this? Because it's been done in the past. Because we grew up doing this. But and and then you just start to just do it just because and not because you really understand why you're doing it. Like, why do we celebrate Thanksgiving? Why do we celebrate Easter? Why do we celebrate these different holidays that are on the calendar? And I know for the longest time I, you know, was was it a sheep along with the herd just went along with all the things because that's what I grew up doing and so didn't question it whatsoever until I'm as I've gotten older I started to question things and then of course um teaching my children to you know not question things when I when I say got older as as I developed in my adult years um I started to push back on the norms and what was considered the norms and you know questioning things and not because I didn't fit the norm and so because I didn't fit the norm it made sense for me to question things that everyone else considered normal quote-unquote normal and so I felt like that's this episode played on that a lot 
um, in regards to like the sun, the nights of the sun, you know, they just, you know, you just get, you just, you know, Morty just picked up the sword and because he wanted to be a part of something, a part of uh, um, something that he, even though he didn't know much about it. And so he made a decision off of the little bit of information that he was given to pick up the sword and, you know, go with it because he liked the little bit that they did tell him. And then this turned into this thing uh, where he's transported to the the sun and then they're telling then he's like yeah and they're telling him everything in, in the beginning it comes in a pretty package at first you're not reading the fine print or the small print and so you're not questioning what do i need to do to be a part of this so they're just telling him what he wants to hear until he's like yeah i want to be a part of this this looks great this sounds great and then it's time to cut off his penis. And it's like, oh, you know, the um, the record stopped. <laughs> oh, hell to the no. Fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> and so, and that happens sometimes. And sometimes people get too deep into it that they feel like they can't get out of it. And in this case, they're like, oh, no, you accepted this. And Helius, Helius. You know, you know, you you pick the sword, and therefore you gotta see this through. And Morty's like, "Oh hell no, I have to see this through." Well, in order to get out of it, and I, you know, you could say the same thing about just like anything that you get into, like, and you think it's this, like some type of you find yourself in a contract that you didn't realize all the the hidden meetings that go on. You can point out all oh, so many things in life that this can apply to. And then when you try to get out of it, they're like, oh, no, in order to get out of it, you got to, you know, you know, pay this cancellation fee or got to jump through all these hoops in order to get out of something where it was so simple to get into it. And nobody, you know, even though they tell you, you know, read this stuff, who's really reading like legit reading like 20 pages of things, terms and agreements and all that good stuff. So. again it's just one of those things where you definitely it gets you thinking about all the things we get into without really doing our research without really you know looking into it and making sure we're really uh, making a sound decision and then we got Rick (laughs) being that person you know and all of a sudden he's a thoughtful and considerate one that voice of reason the one that's there to um, help Morty understand you know not be judgmental for the for you know this is the episode where he decides to be that which is what Morty needed at this point he didn't need smart ass Rick even though (laughs) he was suspicious the whole time that that's what Rick was doing so I thought that I I don't know this episode just was really it just really thought-provoking for me in that way and I'm very interested to see your take on this episode because um you always have I always hear, get good takeaways or good nuggets from your takeaway from um watching these episodes or watching whatever show um you have a again unique perspective which is why I even you know came along the journey with you so many years ago because I like the way you think and your perspective on things and sometimes we have the same perspective sometimes you have a different perspective which I think is important to have you don't want to surround yourself 
with people that think exactly like you at every turn because how are you growing how are you learning if you're not you know you know allowing yourself to have people in your circle that has a different perspective than you or has a different way of looking at something um so that's what i enjoy i love having different you know people that are um intellectuals and can think of another perspective Mimi is the same way she just has this unique way of seeing life seeing things that I enjoy hearing um and it just you know brings it makes things more colorful and more interesting and more unique and so yeah that's what uh that's I'm not gonna ramble on about this um oh yeah to spoil your appetite you know how often I heard that as a kid and so Rick's response to that was so hilarious. <laughs> it's like, it's a weird way to say stop being hungry by eating food. <laughs> so that's all I got. Don't want to ramble on. Um, try to get this to you so that um, I won't miss out this time around on the podcast. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. Thank you, Shy, for your thoughts on the episode. I really liked your perspective on the analysis of of what the the premise was and how allowing people to to fall into practices and things just because it's been the way it has been. And just because things have been the way they have been doesn't mean maybe we demolish those structures but there's nothing to say we can't edit some of the things that maybe don't make sense right it's kind of in a way analogy to the to the first amendment that people love so much the right not the first amendment (laughs) that's freedom of speech the second amendment there's the right to bear arms you know, we hold that so very dearly in this country that it can't possibly be be contested. And, and some of the things that, you know, that we we make progress on, we sometimes take two steps backwards in. But I, I like that it wasn't that, oh, you know, the cynical side won. I took down your religion and now things are as they should be, you know, sometimes things, institutions, even the ones you don't make or subscribe to, you know, has have their purpose, even if you don't agree to or agree with their own idea, it is what, what keeps a lot of certain, like they said, alliances and treaties and things that have gone on for generations and and centuries past and that can't just and not expect that thing to simply dissipate overnight like maybe that institution's there for a purpose but that's not to say the institution isn't backwards in itself as like in the way they used the witchcraft (laughs) um aspect of it to point out you know it is a little ridiculous but they were able to make some type of change and so i i kind of like the the takeaway message 
coupled in with what exactly you know you were saying it's funny because i was just thinking the other day (laughs) i sometimes i'm so analytical i forget to immerse myself just in the show and so (laughs) i i've been kind of trying to consciously simply enjoy things more than than uh take a whole bunch of notes and and really put together uh, a rather thought out critical take of an episode and just allow you know the feelings whatever those feelings may be without even fully analyzing them or, or taking them apart to simply um lead the conversation while still having you know the other side of it (laughs) uh certainly i'm not an intellectual i wouldn't consider myself an intellectual i like to be uh, educated definitely and i think everyone starts off in a naive place you know and i think the more you realize that you're different and you lean into and bravely accept that is when you really grow as a person i truly believe that because you're stepping away from as you as you uh said kind of these conform systems that everyone seems to put themselves or categorize themselves into without really without really you know fully even knowing the far-reaching consequences of of the actions or even caring to that's another thing a lot of people are lazy they simply are that uh so that is our episode for this week if you once again want to send feedback blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below until next time Peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.